If you knew me, you knew that I could drive your car faster than you can. Hi, I'm Leah Parker-Belfer, a T22, and you're listening to If You Knew Me, a grassroots podcast dedicated to celebrating diversity, equity, and inclusion at the Tuck School of Business at Dartmouth. Hi, today I'm here with T22, Adi Adavain. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, so I'm assuming you're a fast driver then. Uh, I do tend to drive fast, but I'm more, I, I like to think that I will drive other people's cars faster, faster than they would like me to. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So it's not only a, like a capability, it's just a default. Like you're, no, well, I would say I like to show people that there's a lot of stuff about vehicles that they don't know. I'm a big car and a vehicle enthusiast, and I like to show them that even their kind of a car that they think is pretty run-of-the-mill is can do a lot more than they than they know. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I've definitely been in cars where you you know you're trying to just get get up to speed to get onto the highway, and it feels like you're breaking your vehicle. And are you saying there's like tricks? There's like ways to to handle your car differently? No, that's exactly it. Push the uh, gas pedal oh. harder. <laughs> okay. It's not going to break. I think that's uh, that's something that uh, uh, so many people were like, oh, I don't want to go faster. The car's going to break. Like, no, that's it, it, it's designed to do that. Oh, fascinating. Okay, so I guess we'll come back to this, but st- taking a step back, you're an enthusiast. Where did that passion develop? Do you remember when or why? I, I don't really know. It's been been a thing since childhood. I, I remember when I was a, a little kid, I would actually like go through the newspaper with all those like old car classifieds you know, before your cars.com and stuff like that. They would have like pages and pages of like car classified with like little, you know, one inch by one inch black and white pictures of, you know, cars or like a camper van or random stuff. And I remember I would like cut those out and like mm-hmm. tape them to the wall, like mini posters all over my uh, bedroom wall so I think like ever since then I've been I don't know pretty pretty fascinated by cars and motorcycles and you know to a lesser degree like airplanes you know trains anything that really moves I guess um did your parents fuel your your like interest or hobby when you were growing up not at all okay we had a a pretty normal car my uh my dad was very much like Car is just a thing. There's nothing interesting about it. It just uh, just buy the cheapest one you can, and uh, it'll get us around. But mm. no, it was just I don't, yeah, just kind of a got at an early age. Maybe maybe from like just seeing cool pictures of cars or magazines or something like that. So when did you first drive a car? I fir- I mean, I didn't <clears throat> drive especially early. I okay. drove about the same age as uh, everyone else, maybe like sixteen. But I mean, I I remember when I first drove it. It was like. Uh, I, I like I wasn't like any better at anything else. I was like, oh, well, this is so complicated. I got to use my arms and my legs, and you know, what if I crash into something? Like, there's just stuff all around mm-hmm. me, and everything's moving. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. I used to have a fear that driving was like a video game, you know, or like an arcade game. Yeah. And those those like are unrealistically fast. And I always crashed all the time, like around Mario Kart, like the race kart. And I remember being. Fa- terrified to get in a real vehicle because i i don't know why but i remember thinking that that is instantly what would happen 
Yeah. I feel like driving is a very different experience. <laughs> I'll say driving in video games uh, is, a, is a lot more fun because you can you don't need to use your brakes. You can just use the other cars as your brakes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you must have done it strategically. I feel like I would always just end up in like a hay pile. Um, but, um, okay. And so d- have you tried a lot of different cars somehow, either through like car dealerships or just friends' cars? Uh, yeah, I've tried all my friends' cars. I, I I definitely did a thing where I would just, whenever I was bored, I would just go to a car dealership and, you know, usually a luxury dealer and just be like, oh, I'm really interested in buying. Can I go for a test drive and yeah. just try something out? And, you know, sometimes it was harder than others and sometimes they'd really try to, you know, suss you out and see if you were actually there to buy or not. But oftentimes you will get the drive and you'll get free sandwiches as well. No way. Yeah. Okay. But- so... What's been your favorite car to test drive or drive? Uh, my favorite car to drive and test drive. I mean, I, I guess it's my car, which I love. But um, I mean, also on the, on the lines of test driving, like I, for the longest time when I was working, I traveled a lot for work. And so I got oh. a lot of rental cars. So I actually did an Instagram review of every single rental car I uh I uh, I got and the, this was like the polar opposite of luxury cars if you can examine. Right. Is oh it, my gosh, is this like current content I can find? Uh, there, it's on my Instagram. You can find it on my Instagram story. There's a catalog of them. Um, I will. Uh, I'm I'm potentially in the market, so I'm and I need like a, a simple like. Okay, I'm gonna check this out. I I I don't know how, on the scale of between useful consumer advice and completely like memes. I don't know where on the scale these reviews were. I mean, every data, every like. Thing can be a data point. So. Yeah. All right. I mean, they they were called um, shitty car reviews. Good. Uh, what, so it, it was left to the listener or the viewer whether the cars were shitty or whether the review was shitty. So. Oh, okay. It's a preview of the content. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Now I'm intrigued. Um, do you like classify cars into either like, I guess like capabilities or like functions you think you know what I mean like are these like this set of cars what you would do this in like this set of cars serves this purpose is that how you like think of cars or Uh, I don't classify I mean there's some cars that are designed to do certain things better than others but I think anything can do anything it depends on your uh, personal trade-offs like I drive a little two-seater car and I carry my skis around and go skiing with it and drive around in the middle of the snow it's just it's not the best of that. I was but. gonna ask. Yeah, does that hold? I've seen it. I've been curious at how it holds up in the snow. I it, I mean, it holds up as well as any other car, really, okay. as long as it's not too deep where you can't actually Move. go through the snow. Yeah. So, have you had to um, dig yourself out, shovel yourself out yet? Thankfully, I've been a reasonably good judge of when I should not go out. So, not actually in Vermont yet. Uh, back in New Jersey, I did a couple of times when I was trying to get really ambitious when it's like really blizzarding out. And I'm like, yes, I can go out and go to Coles or whatever. But no, because it's low. It's very low to the ground. It is very low to the ground. Yes. Um, how out of curiosity, how fast have has it gotten? Uh, am I am allowed to legally say this? So <laughs> hypo- I'm not mad. hypothetically, I went maybe. 120 plus at some place and not in a legal jurisdiction at all (laughs) that's awesome uh do you so do you like going fast or is that just like an additional side thing i no i don't actually drive that fast on a day-to-day basis like i i think there's a difference between quick and fast 
Like mm, fair. Quick refers to acceleration. So like like accelerating, braking, and turning. That's I feel that's a lot more fun than just going fast on the highway or something. Just seeing a big number on your speedo. Mm, true, true, true. Yeah. Sometimes it can even just happen naturally, you know, if you're on a downhill on a highway, like coming down a highway and like then you're just going to get into the... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's naturally. It, if you just go there, like it's not that... Not terribly exciting. It's somewhat dangerous even if you're not used to it or depending on your car. But, like, definitely I think I find a lot more enjoyment in, you know, the handling and the capability and your own personal skill when interacting with the vehicle Mm -hmm. is a a really interesting uh, thing to explore for me. I think that's true, too. I feel like just even, like, the few times that I've, you know, driven a friend's car, it feels different. And you have right. to get adjusted to it. Right. Um, I'm. Yeah, I mean, if you've ever, like, driven a wide variety of cars, they all have their own, you know, steering feel. Every input in the car that you interact with has a different feel between every car. So it's it's really a matter of, like, what... I mean, some are objectively better than others, but it's also a matter of your taste as well. I am... Um, I, I have... <laughs> maybe it's an unpopular statement. I really like driving um, minivans. <laughs> No, I agree with I, you. It, I think it's quite fun, and um, I feel very stable, and also they can kind of go fast, and I don't know. I like them. Oh, no, I agree with you. Like, uh, you uh, plug for my uh, reviews again, but uh, minivans are consistently a big big hit with me. Okay. I mean, what are they? They're just, they're just cars with, like, a big, you know, wagon kind of back end and like a big engine because they're meant to carry like eight people yeah, so a lot of weight. they're pretty fast when you're there's like when you're the only one in them right and i do feel guilty though driving it alone you know sometimes because you're like well <laughs> it's kind of a waste to drive alone but yeah oh, they are so luxurious and... they also help you move i found like yeah. you can they're like a u-haul equivalent in a way yeah they're they're pretty <laughs> practical they're 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 really a do-it-all vehicle i know like suvs are a lot more popular these days but uh the mm-hmm. humble old minivan is is pretty useful well do you think there's any like fad that you're currently watching um around cars or like types of cars brands and and what's your comment on that fad or trend i mean overarchingly i think the fad is like people are moving away from cars towards uh suvs and crossovers which okay like in you know in the general enthusiast community people are like oh no we need cars we need the handling but i mean most people don't really care about that kind of stuff they want a practical vehicle it you know gets good fuel economy you can sit upright you don't have to sit like an inch off the ground so like that's a natural trend it's a more comfortable more practical vehicle when you say handling what does that mean uh just the handling of the vehicle like um so aspects like you know just how much how well it turns how much grip it has like if you go in like an suv and you go in a car and you like go around a turn you can feel them leaning at different angles and like you know if you push it even further than that they'll have different grips because of like the center of gravity of an suv is higher than that of a car so there's various differences but like to your normal driver it doesn't really matter that much so Mm -hmm. um in terms of my opinion, I, you know, it's, 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 you can see car manufacturers moving towards what people want, which mm-hmm. is, you know, these less necessarily kind of enthusiast friendly vehicles, but there's always going to be these uh, enthusiast vehicles. There's always a market for them. So that makes them that much more interesting and special, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And 
Um, I kind of asked you what your favorite car was earlier. Uh, do you have a least favorite car? Oh, God. Let me think. What's the worst worst car I've ever driven? It's got to be, like, one of those, like, real, like, rental car specials. So, I don't know. Where, like, it shakes on the highway because it's flimsy. Oh, yeah. Okay. I hate that. I think the uh, the base, base model Nissan Versa, the rental special, that's what they have. Like, if you go to, like, not even the name brand rental companies, like the local rental companies, they'll have this thing that still has roll-up windows in 2020. And mm, yeah. no power locks. You got to lock it yourself. That is... It's amazing Nissan still makes that thing. Wait, I, so there's that to this day there's still a, I totally remember rolling the Oh window. yeah, you could you could still find that. I don't think they sell those to like normal people, like consumers. They sell that to uh pretty much these like volume like buyers, like rental car companies. Because they've they, you mean because they've made them and just have them in stock, or do you think they're still making them for these rental car companies? Uh they do make them. They're there's every model year they make these like very, very, very base model um, I think it's not necessarily just for like rental car companies. It's, sure. They also sell these in other countries as well, oh, which are like fair. lower income. But it's those are the only times you see these like really, really like basic cars in in uh, in the U.S. and the West, basically. Do you? That's you made that your answer just made me think about. Do you drive in other countries? Uh, I I've driven in Europe. I've driven a little bit in India, but not extensively. I would say I get kind of nervous thinking about it, especially when you switch the side of the road. Oh yeah, I did that in. Uh, I or the dri- side of the car, but yeah. Uh yeah, I did that in like London, like a few years, or in it was all over England, kind of. But if you're you get used to it after a few minutes, I think. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, um, I could what I could not get used to was actually uh, that was a manual and. I did. I, I wasn't really able to shift with my left hand as opposed to my right. Yeah. So I I kind of stalled the car a few times and then I asked them to put it back and just give me an automatic after that. Yeah. Um. Not to put my father on blast. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> but um, he likes to say he can drive stick shift, and I'm sure he can. But um, when we go to foreign countries and he rents a car, you know, it tends to be a manual and um, uh. I will say we've gotten, we've stalled many a time. <laughs> it's a little bit awkward at first, but, uh, and you definitely, it's not fun when everyone behind you is honking at you. They know you're a tourist, but I mean. But it, yeah, at the end of the day, I think it's not as um, big of a deal as like I would have thought initially. Like everybody kind of stalls out at some point. Like if you just like messed up the timing. Yeah, um, I, it's not that big of a deal. You can just restart it up in uh, in like a second or two. Like yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I don't have a manual in my car. I've, I mean, my bike is manual. And I remember it's really, really awkward when you like try to act cool and like, you know, try to get a quick start out of a stoplight. And then you just like stall in the middle of the intersection in your bike. And that's not fun at all. Well, yeah, we didn't even talk about bikes. So um, do, you, do you often ride your bike? Did you bring it here? Uh, I rode often enough, but I did not bring it here yet. It was just, I guess it was the end of summer. I could have brought it last year, but I had no place to store it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, right now my bike is, um, it doesn't have like heated grips or anything. So it's it just, personally, it's way too cold for me to ride right Got now. Got it. But okay. I'm looking forward to uh, it warming up and, uh, probably going to bring it up in the next uh, month or so. So is that really what distinguishes like when you use it or when you don't? like temperature or maybe like where you're headed 
Uh, yeah, temperature, practicality. If I need to do groceries that doesn't fit in a backpack, it's hard to use the bike really. But yeah, I think temperature is the main factor. I mean, sometimes weather, if it's really like rainy, uh, going on the bike is pretty miserable. But... Yeah. Were you scared when you started? Yeah, I would say like motorcycling is a lot more intensive and involved than driving. So yeah. like when I was a beginner, it just there's there's so much more stimuli on a bike when you're outside. You know, the wind is in your face. You've got like cars all around you that, you know, you know in your head like motorcycling is kind of dangerous on public roads. People are not watching. So you just got to at first you're just, you know, you're really like aware. Mm hmm. Of what's going on I tend to be a little I was a little bit really careful about how I was riding I think that's good personally yeah uh, I I think I, I learned to I only learned to ride like maybe like five years ago so not like super young or anything so like I was beyond the phase where I was just like need for speed or whatever yeah jumping on the bike on like this you know way too powerful bike and trying to do wheelies in the highway and all that like i'm 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 past that at this point oh my gosh i that's terrifying to me on the highway oh gosh um well okay well we're nearing time um is there anything about you know your your um passion for bikes cars um that you want to share with us that that we haven't talked about yet yeah i mean uh I don't know. I think it's just kind of something I'm like always interested. In. I'm I don't know. I'm always kind of fantasy car shopping. I love doing um you know, hypothetical searches like oh what is like this random 2006 Lexus going for these days? Mm, that looks like a good buy. And then like, yeah, no, I wouldn't actually buy that, but it looks like a good buy. Interesting. <laughs> but, yeah. So how do you stay up on it? Are you just checking online or yeah, just checking online. I it's a weird hobby I have, but yeah, I think uh, another only other thing I'd say like yeah, I love to do autocross and I want to get out to the track with my bike someday. And uh, um, yeah, I, I I'm hoping to like organize some sort of a more you know more types of automotive focused events here at Tuck. So like you know maybe like arrange a Tuck autocross or a track day in the future, and hopefully we can get some people to come out to that. That sounds really cool. Let me know. I mean, I don't know if I, I don't think, I'll be an uh, observer. Oh, you can participate. <laughs> Everyone can participate. Oh, um, okay. And then to end with a fun question, um, do you have a favorite condiment? I do. So I would say my condiment is more of a general theme. It's anything spicy. And I would say like hot sauce is the obvious answer to this. And the hotter, the better. But also a un more unusual one is I keep... Uh, you know, like one of those like bulk size, you know, Costco packs of crushed pepper. That's on my table and I sprinkle that on everything. Oh, interesting. So it's like your salt equivalent. More or less. Yeah. I put that on everything, basically. It's your Franks. <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty much. Do you have favorite? I mean, when you said hot sauce, do you have favorite hot sauce brands? Uh, I think out of like the more, like the more mainstream brands, I think like Tabasco Chipotle is really up there. Tabasco Habanero are really good ones. Those are like my two go-tos. Um, my boyfriend's grandma always carries a little hot sauce in her purse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's like your level of commitment, but... No, I, 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 I'm I like one of those people who always ask for hot sauce at like uh, restaurants where it, they may, may be perceived as insulting. So mm -hmm. that's just uh, my taste, I guess. 
Totally. I uh, I ask for ketchup a lot, and sometimes I get weird looks because sometimes I'm eating something that traditionally wouldn't you wouldn't really have ketchup for. I mean, so you're saying fine dining. You don't want to <laughs> slather in hot sauce. Yeah. When you're like, can I have hot sauce for the steak? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyway, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of If You Knew Me. I founded the If You Knew Me podcast back in the fall of 2020 to help deepen student connections and foster a culture of belonging here at Tuck. Please check out our other episodes to support and learn more about other Tuckies. Special thanks to my partner, Alex Mitko, for helping with sound production. If you have any questions or feedback on the podcast, or if you want to be featured in a future episode, please contact us at the email address listed in the description.